Welcome to Career Tools, our guidance on peer pre-wiring. Here we go. Folks, this guidance answers the questions, how do I make sure my peers support me in meetings? How do I give better presentations? And what can I do to help my peers see my ideas more positively? Folks, we don't talk about it much in our podcasts, but our Effective Manager Conference, our Effective Communications Conference, and our Effective Interviewer Conference are all available to be delivered in-house at your corporation, your firm, your organization. We have over a 1,000 clients the world over on all the continents except Antarctica who have paid us to travel to them, customize our training, and deliver more focused training uh, without the opportunity cost of individuals traveling. Uh, depending upon the size of the group, you can save some money. And again, totally tailored to your culture, your company, your people. If there's somebody in your firm that we need to talk to, let us know or have them contact us. We look forward to it. Okay, Wendy, so listeners have been telling us for years that the meeting pre-wire is one of their all-time favorite casts. It's a classic executive tool that managers just randomly stumble into later in their career. And um, it's a well-known technique, and yet people just don't pass it down, so people start using it and love it. It's particularly valuable, of course, when you're briefing your boss and her peers, but it occurs to us that when we've talked to people, they've never said, yeah, and I use it with my peers all the time. But pre-wire is pre-wire, right? You can use yeah. it in virtually any situation. It actually comes from the idea of politics, where you never go into a meeting um, where a vote might be taken um, without counting the votes in advance. So this is our guidance for when you have to brief your boss on something, it's likely that he or she will ask your team for input and you need to not put all your chips on one briefing and essentially hold back from talking to your teammates about what you're doing. So what's our guidance? So we're going to say, don't go to your boss first. Use the casual mention and decide how much you're willing to change it, it being the idea. That guidance essentially leaves out the idea of the pre-wire, right? There's, there's a whole lot of stuff involved in pre-wire. So our guidance is modifying pre-wire guidance um, because what I'm worried about is somebody will listen to this cast and go, well, that doesn't tell me everything I need to do. No, it doesn't. You need so to have listened to the pre-wire cast pre first. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good, good. good. And this okay. is just an example of one way to apply it to. As you said, it can be applied in all sorts of situations and probably we'll do a few of these casts and then people will be able to start to see how they can apply it in their own situation. Well, and this is a case where, um, you know, folks, if you're coming fairly new to us, you've only been listening for six months or a year, or maybe even a few weeks, one of the things we're known for is we do not give timely guidance. We don't talk about a book that's new or, or interesting. We don't interview people because they've started a new company or they have a new idea. All of our podcasts are designed to be timeless and not timely. The idea being that 10 years from now, they'll still be valuable. We do have a couple of casts that are timely, one on social media. Uh, and in fact, it was so timely that at the time we did it, we called it the MySpace cast and not the Facebook cast. However, in this case, I was out in the field and people were talking to me about pre-wires. And I said, have you ever done it with your peers? And they said, oh, no, no, I thought pre-wire was only like for bosses, for more senior people if I was doing something really big. I said, no, the fundamental principle still exists. 
right? You don't go into a meeting without having votes counted, and you don't go into a meeting with only your idea without being willing to modify it 10, 20, 30, 40%. And so this cast was born out of that. We still think it's timeless, but we were surprised at how many people assumed that pre-wire could only be used um, for more senior people and in more of an executive situation. And it's just not true. The idea works just as well at all levels of the organization. Okay, so you said don't go to your boss first. Yeah, because I'm mean like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, everyone's like, I've got this amazing idea. Why would I not go to my boss first? I want him to know how cool it is. Or at least all the high eyes are. And now I'm just being killjoy and saying, don't go to your boss first. And the reason is all of the the reasons that ideas get shot down, things like you you have an idea and then you tell it to someone and they go, yeah, but that won't work because X. And you go, oh, yeah, I've forgotten about that. Or you tell it to someone and they say, yeah, I don't think that department will agree to that. Right. And you have to say, yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. Yeah. And if you haven't had one of those situations, then you've definitely, everybody, I'm sure everybody has had this experience where your boss gives you something to do, a project based on an idea of his, and you think, this is the stupidest thing in the world. This is never going to work. And you have to work on it anyway, and then it doesn't work. It's like, I told you so, which you should not say to your boss. Yeah. And here's the other side of it. When you... If you go to your boss and you have these great ideas and and maybe your boss gives you a good reason why it won't work, um, you say, ah, geez, that's right. And you think of it that as a learning experience. It's also a learning experience from your boss, uh, for, for your boss. I mean, basically what he's thinking is if Wendy's my boss, Wendy ends up thinking, Mark sits around thinking up ideas that make sense to him that are not, that don't have anything larger than a very narrow tactical perspective. I mean, I almost assume when Mark comes into me with my in my office that he's going to come up with an idea that makes sense in a small way, but clearly isn't, you know, that is difficult or time consuming or he hasn't considered some factor of it. And gradually over time, the pattern is when he can ignore Mark's ideas. And there's an old saying that an idea is a dangerous thing if it's the only one you have. And most of us get excited about our ideas. We get a flash of inspiration and we want to go tell our boss or, you know, we need approval. And so we think the boss is the road. And and you've got to be willing to give up part of, I think, I've always felt this. Um, and I think too many of us, you, first of all, you got to be willing to give up some of your idea. It can't, you can't say, take it or leave it. Um, it just, things just don't work that way. And you also got to recognize that other people have different perspectives and falling in love with your idea generally is a bad idea if you haven't shared it with anybody. Um, so be careful of that, that if you're talking to your boss and he has good reasons why he's shooting you down, keep in mind that four or five times later, he assumes that all of your ideas are going to be shut down. That's not good. The other thing that he assumes or he starts to think about is what are you not doing when you're thinking about all of these uh, ideas? Yeah. And then he goes looking for work that you haven't done or didn't hit the deadline or isn't the quality that he wants it. And then they'll start with, you know, I know you like ideas, but I want you to be concentrating on this. And so, the, and then the ideas aren't even listened to. It's not, you, they don't even give the lip service to listening to them. It's just, yeah, okay, but have you done X? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we don't recommend 
you go directly to your boss. If you go to your boss and you don't um, get what you want, there is something worse than going to your boss all the time and getting shot down and keep going to your boss. And that's going to your boss, getting shot down many, many times and then not going anymore. Mm -hmm. Because they do mean it. We want ideas. But technically what they want is good ideas. That's true. And and if you're an ideas person and you like new ideas, then getting shot down constantly is frustrating. Not that I would know that. <laughs> so I have learned that ideas are much more likely to be accepted if you have support from the yes. people that would be implementing them or the people that would be affected or the people that would benefit from them. And so a casual conversation with those people to work out some of the kinks or to have, you know, that glaring flaw pointed out by someone who's your your equal, your peer, even if it's a peer in a different department, is much better than getting shot down by your boss. And there is some kind of quality standard to the ideas that you're taking to your boss. Yeah, I love the boss that goes, hey, have you talked to so-and-so? Or have you talked to anybody about this? Um, have you talked to anybody about this? Anybody ought to be a slap in the face. Have you talked to so-and-so indicates that that person has some relevant interest or value or knowledge that could be useful here. If you say no to that, I mean, have you talked to him about this? No, not yet. Why are you talking to me then? Right? I'm immediately seeing all of these tentacles of this project that are going to... So, yeah, enough. I think we've made the case. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so don't go to your boss first, whatever you do. And don't worry that your directs, your I'm sorry, your peers are going to steal your idea. Yes, that makes the movies, but it doesn't really happen in real life. And if it does, there's a valuable lesson there that I'm sure you can get revenge somehow. <laughs> and it's it's rare that one person has such a brilliant idea that it's clear to everyone that it came from one person, whoever that person is who said it was their idea. That's not really how workplaces work. There's so much collaboration and cooperation. And, you know, one person could be the person who sparked the idea, but by the time it's implemented, it's the product of 50 minds. And that's a good thing, but it's not stealing. Exactly. Okay, so then we say the way you approach a peer is with a casual mention. Yes. I'm thinking of having that trademark, the casual mention. Oh, you mean like the casual vacancy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not tell everybody what that means. We'll let them. We'll let them guess. Uh, so the casual mention is the kind of slipping the idea into conversation without saying, "Hey, I had this brilliant idea," and kind of overwhelming someone. Yeah. Don't go up to somebody's desk with the only reason in mind to tell them about your brilliant idea and sit down and go, "I've got a brilliant idea." Yeah. Because for a start, you don't know if they're receptive. You know, it's much better to be in mid-conversation and have talked about a bunch of other things and you know the person's at an airport or on a train or whatever and has got some time and you're not going to get cut off and they're relaxed, which makes them more open to ideas, all of those things. And then you say something like, hey, I was thinking about or what do you think about or I had this wild idea or do you think this process would be better if we did something? Yeah. Or the other thing that I like to say is, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to float this formally yet, but I was thinking X. Does mm -hmm. it make sense to you or not? Or tell me I'm wrong or shoot me down or what do you think? 
and see what they say. Uh, and yeah. by the way, if their first thought is, oh my gosh, that's great, then one of the things you have to do later with them is go back and say, okay, great, in general, great, but let's make sure that we're not presenting a great idea with a glaring flaw that neither one of us can see because we happen to be best friends and think very similarly. On the other hand, if they say, well, have you thought about this? You haven't thought about that. The right thing to say is, no, I haven't. I got to tell you, you go to somebody and say, hey, have you thought about this? And then you say, yeah, but have you thought about that? And you immediately say, oh, yeah, and here's what we're going to do. And then they say, well, what about this? And you say, oh, yeah, oh, here's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. I promise you. Now, what you're saying to them is, this is my idea. I've already thought all that through. I really expect you to be completely on board, but I can win this argument. And it becomes not an argument exactly, but it is a, it's my idea. Yeah, it's my idea. You're going to come up with some objections and I'm going to convince you I'm right, which is not what a pre-wire is. A pre-wire is, I have an idea. You're involved in the implementation or your opinion is important to me. I want to consider it more fully. Let's talk about the idea. And maybe there's some things you can add that either A, will make it better, or B, even if they don't make them better, will cause you to feel involved enough that I can count on your support to get it done. I don't think people understand that enough, that um, when we talked in our previous pre-wire podcast, the original one, Wendy, we said, talk to all the people that have a say and be willing to make modifications. And I would get emails saying, well, what if I don't agree with the modifications? I said, well, first of all, there is not a space in the world where ideas are evaluated perfectly without the light of normal every day-to-day existence. And the second thing, and so therefore your opinion doesn't make it right. It's just your opinion about the idea. But on the other hand, someone else having opinion whose vote matters, you could end up taking away 10% of what you think is really important in an idea if it allows the 90% that remains to get implemented. And if there's results, if there's cost improvements, if there's quality improvements, if there's effectiveness improved, if efficiencies are increased, then you absolutely want to do that. Half a loaf is better than no loaf at all, which is a cynical thing to say, but that's, that's partially politics. So don't assume that it's you versus them. Your job is not, with the casual mention, to convince them that you're right. You're right. It's not to convince them you're right. It's not a sales pitch. It's a, it's almost a validation of yeah. your idea. Like the kernel of your idea is someone else who's saying, I can see that that's a good idea. That's what you want to achieve. You want both of you to feel connected and that you're willing to support this idea. I would even step back from validation. I would even say it's a discussion of the idea of Mm -hmm. two people, and you want the idea to sit between you and them as opposed to you're guarding your idea from them. You're going to communicate it to them, but it's your idea and you're going to guard it. I think validation is one thing, but also it's, hey, I'm going to toss this thing over to you. You play with it for 30 seconds, and if it's bad... I trust you to tell me. And if Mm -hmm. if you tell me it's horrible, I'm going to say, yeah, you're probably right. And then go my own way. And we go back to idea. an idea is a dangerous thing. It's the only one you have. What some people do is they have one idea a year. They pitch it to somebody. And the person says, I don't think that's going to work because this, this, and this. And then they take their ball and go home. And they're like, well, I didn't get my idea implemented. I don't know if anybody knows this, but nobody ever gets their ideas implemented fully functional. In fact, the one place where you can get an idea implemented without having any input from anybody else 
and essentially make it happen is if you're a boss and you're changing something that only affects your team, you make the decision, you don't ask your directs about it, and you implement it regardless of what they think. Now, no offense if you've been a director about somebody like that. That's rarely good. Virtually every idea in the workplace is shaped, shaved, shoved, moved, lopped off, diced, reassembled, uh, sliced, you know, transmogrified. That's the nature of the workplace. If you don't like that, particularly you high Ds, high Cs, tough. That's the way the world is. Go work for yourself and discover clients. Yeah. Uh, Who have their own way of telling you your idea isn't what they want. Yeah. So build a bridge and get over it and recognize that your ideas are not your babies. They're not. You can read all of Einstein's letters online or a, bi- a big chunk of them. And I was reading them last night and there was there was one he'd suggested some way of looking at some physics principle. I'm much more interested in the him talking to his friends and I am a understanding of the physics, but he'd suggested some route to an idea. And his friend wrote back and said, well, uh, he's another physicist, a good guy, but nobody's Einstein, right? And he's just like, yeah, I'm... No, I don't think that's going to work. You know, and if you think about this and this, I think there's other routes that are more productive. Can you imagine being Einstein and having your idea shot down by one of your friends? So if it happened to Einstein... Our friend Rob Hooft would say, well, that's what scientists are supposed to do, of course. Yeah, that's true. And Einstein would even say, I'm not even Einstein. Einstein and Yogi Berra were very similar, right? Yogi Berra says, I didn't say all the things I said I said. And Einstein was very much like... I'm a scientist. I, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody the other day, even relativity is a theory. It's yeah. not fact. Even though Einstein did once say that um, <laughs> that if this experiment with the sun proved his theory wrong, and they, the person said, what if God proves your theory wrong? And Einstein said, well, then I would pity God, um, which some people found offensive, and he didn't mean it that way. But that's what you what you want. Now, we do recommend, though, that you talk to your friends first or people more favorable first, right? I mean, yeah. don't, don't go into the lion's mouth and talk to your worst enemy. That's no fun. You want the people first that are going to – that are supportive of you generally or who are open-minded and generally supportive of ideas because those people will help you – shape it into something positive they'll help you fill in a few of those flaws so that it's something that's presentable yes rather than shoot you down and say this is no way you can do that which you don't want at first i'll tell you what i've seen happen in many cases now this is not a a peer pre-wire but i've seen it happen if you really want to improve your strategic and tactical political sense before you start shopping your idea and by the way, I talked to a friend of mine once who said, it's not called a pre-wire. That's called shopping an idea. No, it's two different things. Shopping is you want somebody to buy it. Pre-wiring is different because generally shopping an idea is I have my idea and it's not going to change. That said, if you really want to start getting better at politics, getting better at, quote, working with other people, unquote, what you'll do is before you go to your teammates, you'll make a little grid of everybody's name and what you think their comments will be of your idea. And then when you're done, compare what they said to your comments. If you're really far off, you need to get better at knowing how to work with other people. 
or you need to reevaluate where your best relationships are and so on. I see this happen all the time. Gosh, my best buddy said he didn't like this and didn't like this. Somebody else didn't like this and didn't like that. And these weren't people who were enamored of their idea particularly. I'm like, you got a different issue. It's not the idea. You're not paying attention. To yes, exactly. Okay. So we've already alluded to this. Our final point, your final point here, our, your guidance is decide how much you're willing to change it. Yeah. So we suggest that you go to your peers, that you talk to more than one of them, and that you let the idea percolate around for a while. So you don't want to rush this process. Right. But at some point, you're going to have to present it to your boss. Most people cannot make changes that are born of ideas without authority. If you want to change all your file folders to green, then you can probably do that. But you wouldn't say that was some amazing idea. So when you're talking to your peers, they might make all sorts of suggestions for changes. And you might think, okay, they all make sense. I'm going to make them, I'm going to meld them all into my idea. And then sometimes there's something that you really don't want to add in for cost reasons or because you think it makes the project too big and it can't be done all at once, it's better phased, or you can't see the benefit of it. All sorts of reasons why, you know, you might you might be one of those people that sees Machiavelli everywhere and believe that the, the change that you've been given is designed to trip you up. So at some point you have to make the decision for yourself, okay, what is the idea that I'm going to present and how much modified is it from the original idea that I had? And remember, if you want people to support you in the meeting where you present the idea, then it's better if their parts are included. They're more likely to support you. Sometimes somebody will say, well, I can support this if you change this. That's great. On the other hand, if they said, well, I'm a little concerned about X, you'd say, well, okay, that's great. Um, if I change that, can I count on you? Or if I change that, could you see that this could be valuable? Sure, that's fine. Now, you may not be comfortable saying to somebody, will you support it? Because that may be a yes or no. It's kind of a salesy close to the discussion. If you make a change based on somebody's input and you say, hey, if I changed it in that way, would it make it better? Would you feel good about it? And they said, yeah, definitely. And then you took it into a meeting and presented it to the boss and the boss says well what do you think you know what do you guys think about it and your friends are silent or even worse one of your people said no i disagree because of this this and this because the tone that came from your boss that's called throwing your ex-friend under the bus <laughs> is what your buddy did. Yeah. And, and that would cause that would be cause for going back and say you know i cared about your input and i came by and i showed it to you and you said yeah you could feel that it was good and i made some changes based on your input which i really appreciated and i complimented you in the meeting for the fact that you suggested that and then when it came right down to it you basically backed off in front of the boss i promise you in 90 percent of the cases, people say yeah i'm sorry about that you know <laughs> tough always things are always changing around here da, 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 da. and i'd be like yeah i'll tell you what's changing <laughs> you're me <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got it you're me and drinks after work yes exactly no more golf for you. <laughs> so we got to make it a call when we're pre-wiring, how much we're willing to change. I would say, guys, in my experience, I was, when I was 22 or 23, I was willing to change 0% of my idea. Now, I'm willing to change 90% of my idea, provided I still get what I believe are the core values associated with it. 
And it's good to know what you believe the core values are of things. And a lot of times it's just making your job easier, which may make other people's jobs harder in the process. Agreed. As I, I think I've got to like 80%, maybe. Yeah. And what would you say you needed to be working for? Oh, me? 100. Yes, exactly. You need to be willing to give up all of it or 99% of it. And you also need to be able to get to give up ideas and just say, if somebody says, no, we're not doing that for whatever reason, whether it's timing or cost or people or just because the boss is in a bad mood that day and doesn't feel like ideas, you've got to be able to give it up and just let it lie. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, when I read about politics in organization, I remember years ago, people used to tell me, oh, let's not talk about politics. Well, why not? It's like saying, let's not talk about being clean when you go to work in the morning. You know, let's not take baths, right? It's going to happen. And so you have to deal with it. And they said, no, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to be, we're not going to be political. We're going to be collaborative. Oh, so in other words, you want to work with other people in the fairyland of gumdrop city where there is no conflict. Oh, sure. Fine. When you find that job, you let me know. No, it's both. Collaboration and politics both are the simple responsibility of every employee, every team member to work with other people. Collaboration and politics are both talking, communicating, listening, changing, adjusting, because the world isn't perfect. The world's full of people. And you know what? Not everybody has your best interests at heart. On the other hand, everybody does have their own best interests at heart. So be willing to pre-wire in situations like this with your peers. Ideas are good. We need to nurture them. And we need to recognize that your idea is not already perfectly formed. And if your idea is perfectly formed and it doesn't get implemented, there will be no value associated with it. And ideas that have no value, that create no value, are not really ideas. They're passing thoughts. Exactly. Okay, good. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. That's it. Hopefully you learned how to improve the chances that you can get one of your ideas put in place without having a meeting and a briefing and wondering what people think. See you next week. Career Tools produces actionable guidance for professionals every week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face, go to www.managertools.com. Search for Career Tools on Twitter and LinkedIn. 